episode 22. How courage and perspective can empower your UX career. With Minjun Chen, product designer at Microsoft. Uh, but I'm so excited about our guest from today. Uh, she contacted me to be part of the, the podcast, so that's even cooler uh, because she has an amazing story to share. Uh, this is going to be our second podcast that is going to be in YouTube. Uh, so that's pretty cool too. Uh, but why don't we start telling people who you are? Cool. Hi, everyone. So my name is Minjun, uh, and I'm currently a product designer working at Microsoft. Uh, and I'm based in Vancouver. I just moving from Seattle to Vancouver um, in the beginning of 2022. So I'm super excited to join this podcast and share all of my learning of, and my design journey as well. Well, you went from Seattle to Vancouver, so it's like you love the rain. I think that's what that's what you're saying, that you love rain and great days. <laughs> I love coffee and rain. Okay, that yeah, you definitely have that here. Um, okay, something that I always love to ask is like a fun fact about people because I always get surprised about the answers. So why don't you share a fun fact about you? Um, the, my fun fact is really fun. So, so I'm the cat person and I have oh. a British show hair. However, I'm allergic to the majority of the cats, but not <laughs> the British show hair. Oh, wow. That's interesting. How did you find out that you were not allergic to those? So, so I, so, so I, my, one of my friends, she got a British show hair, uh, and it's literally my, my current cats, like big brothers. So I was going to my friend's house and just petting this cat for, for a while without any feel like un anything feel uncomfortable. Um, and then I figure out oh, maybe I'm not allergic to pretty short hair and because they are so cute so I want to just try <laughs> and my sec I also have a plan B in mind just out um, mm. if so I got my cats if I'm allergic to my cats I decide to taking some allergic like medicines for myself to to, to continue to uh, like <laughs> adopt my cats but I didn't have any reaction actually uh... at the end. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, so pretty, that's a really fun fact. Uh, my sister, uh, she has a cat. Uh, mm -hmm. The cat's name is Cappuccino. And oh. yeah, the funny thing about it is that when my sister wanted to get a cat, my mom is like, mm -hmm. no, what are we going to do with a cat? There's so much responsibility. Uh, now, if you see my mom, she posts about Cappuccino on her Instagram and she just said, photos of her with cappuccino all the time yeah yeah, yeah. i feel this is most of the parent reacts at the beginning they say no we cannot have puppy or kitten we just no no it's just so hard for us for you to like to to do it and at the end they say oh my god it's so cute <laughs> yeah could yeah. you quite just quite waste my cat for a while like something like that so <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, okay, so that's, I'm so happy that you find a cat that you are not allergic to. Um, okay, let's get into business. Um, like, mm -hmm. why did you get into UX design? How you ended up being a, a designer? 
Yeah, that's a really great question. Uh, I'm trying to shorten my story a little bit because of the time. <laughs> okay, yeah. So uh, when I was in high school, I was super amazed by the Apple product because I got my first uh, Apple Touch in maybe 2007. Um, and then at that time, one one of my friends who studied, who got who went to the college in the state, went back during the summertime, told me that Mingjun, there's there's a major called human interaction design, which was which is actually the UX design, um, ten years ago, and uh, she told me that that everyone graduated from that program can be working at like Google, like Apple, Microsoft, this like large company as a designer. And because she know about I love painting and uh, but it's hard to that deep on my own if I become an, an artist in the future. So I, I was thinking maybe I should pursue SCI UX design as my career. So with that in mind, um, however, there's no SCI or UX design in China as a college major at that time. So I went to uh, the school and studying literatures and using my uh, free time to working as a graphic designer in this uh, local magazine and newspaper because I feel like even I'm not doing something related to digital like UX design, but maybe I can build up some like foundation like visual or graphic design skill set as a interns. Um, so I applied and after graduate from my college, I applied for the schools in the States and in at my first try, I didn't get at any admission from the HCI school in the state. However, I got tons of admission from uh, the school, which is an educational school from this from this like uh, from this uh, college in the state. So I decided that maybe I should just try learning science and technology, this education uh, master degree first, and then I can maybe taking some like design class as my elective. So as I was thinking, so I went to University of Pennsylvania and I studied learning science technology. And I I was really grateful for this choice because I do have a lot of freedom to taking tons of different like design class, like information design, graphic design, art installation, like biological design and industrial design as my elective. So even I was a student from education school, however, I spent majority of my time uh, in the uh, fine art department, in the art, art and design department. So I using what I was produced, create from my school works at UPenn to apply for this HCI school again in the state. And finally, I got my that dream school offer, which was the University of Washington, Seattle, Human Computer Intelligence Design. So I went to uh, like Seattle and studied there for a year. And after graduation, I was looking for a job and then a job. Yeah. Uh, what I love about this story is um, how you kept your goal in mind, even though like at the beginning when you didn't study UX or there was no UX mm -hmm. design. No back home, you kept your passion around. It's like how I keep building these skills that I know they're going to help me in the future. And when you didn't get into the school that you wanted, it's like, okay, mm -hmm. how can I make this work? And how mm -hmm. I can make my cage really strong for what is coming to the future. And I think yeah. uh, 
that's a really great perspective to have in life. It's like how I can use these towards where I want it to be, even though it feels like it won't help. But at the end, I feel like that's what it makes you really strong in what you do. Yeah, you made the really great point. I think the persistence, like I really commit to this career path and work hard and smart on it. Second is really leveraging the resource around myself. Even I was not the student from the design school, but I literally using every resource I have to learn the design and build up my skill set. And, and I think that gives you uh, this profile of these strengths that maybe a lot of designers that come with like just UX design don't have. And yeah. that's so unique to yourself. And I think that's could bring us to the next point. And, and it's something that um, I feel really familiar because I'm an immigrant in Canada. I understand uh, how it feels to find a job out of where mm -hmm. you were born or what is like uh, where you are used to to leave. So uh, how does it feel to be an immigrant and to find mm -hmm. a job outside of your country? And I know that you have such a good story, so go for it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it definitely is a, a journey with a lots of tears, happiness, and luck. So at the very beginning, I wasn't expecting that I can land a job in the state or in the Canada because, like, speaking English is one of my like largest barriers to land a job as a designer. As you know, like the design interview process includes like portfolio presentation, usually in hours, and behavioral questions, all these kind of sessions you have to talk with the native speakers for a couple hours. So I was so scary and I didn't know about like how to, what I can answer, what I should say, how I should say, and how I should prepare for this interview. So the strategy for me was like, because I have nothing to lose. So I just apply for thousands of the company, uh, like no matter the size of the company, I just apply. And because my first job was in 2018, during that time, uh, we don't have a lot of remote choice. So I didn't really care about the location. I didn't say myself that I have to like stay in Seattle or stay in like California. So I just apply as many a city as I can uh, every day. And I got so many like design interview. And I, I treat this design interview as my practice. So I I so I went I went to the sessions, even though I didn't know about how to Say I just say whatever in my head, and after each session, I think the one of the right thing I looking looking back, one of the right thing I was doing is, I always collecting these interview questions after each interview, no matter how bad I answer these questions, and uh, so from there I can build up my own like bank like interview question bank, and I was like. Uh, create a slide deck and opening up. So each of the slide, I will put one questions. So when I was practicing on my own, I will just randomly select maybe slide 12 and there was a question popping up. So I can literally write down the answer for every question I collect. So it's very like, sounds like taking a lot of time, but it's really helpful for me at the very beginning. 
and after like I go through this like time-consuming process, I become more and more confident about myself, and I have a lot of example I can share for these interview questions. And again, like at the same time, I also looking for some online resource. There's so many like article or media talking about how to find a job, how to how to answer this question. So I was leveraging their framework into my answer, into my example as well to input uh, my my interview skill. So yeah. Uh, and again, I think is uh, first of all again how do you approach to the uncomfortableness of not knowing what to say. Mm-hmm. And I mean that's such a hard say, thing to do. Is like okay, yes, I'm not good. I don't know how to answer, but I'm going to try and I'm going to give my best. And how I'm using these uh, opportunity to learn from it and take it and reuse it for my next one. Uh, and I think a lot of people is always afraid. It's like, I don't know. Yes, like, I don't know. So yeah. I shouldn't do it. Uh, like, yeah. I should just hide myself and mm-hmm. put myself out until I'm in that mm-hmm. level. Uh, mm-hmm. And in the only way to be in that level is by practicing and putting ourselves out. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a great example of uh okay so i'm not good at speaking english is because it's not my mm-hmm. first language uh i don't know how to answer the questions but if i practice if i've written them down and if i mm-hmm. keep leveraging and using my experience i get good at it and, and that yeah. happened just by practice yeah yeah yeah. and the other thing is like for me like it's hard at the very beginning it's hard for me to practice this interview question on my own because just literally I didn't know about how to practice it on my own and I know about I didn't know about what question they will ask during the sessions and the second is is also about the mindset for me like I was thinking that I didn't pay for them to interview at this company. So there's nothing for us to lose because we didn't like storage our credit card when we applying for a job. So it's a perfect time for me to just practice, practice with these real people. Because even you are practicing well uh, with your friends or on your own, you still feel really nervous when you are going into the actual like interview process, especially before the pandemic, a lot of like on-site interview is happening in the real office. So I have to just go into the office and uh, just standing in front of uh, 10 like designer to do the portfolio presentation, which was so scary. So I really encouraging like the designer to apply for the company as many as possible. At least in the very beginning of the practicing phase, you don't have to put, you don't have to apply apply for this like company you really like dreaming of like working there. You can apply for this like company you don't want to work. I would like to say as a practice, yeah. And and I feel again like you were saying, interviews are free. These are for you to go and use uh, for your advantage. And it's a good way, not just for you to practice about how to answer, but it's how to, how do I know if I like this company? Because even though maybe uh, you don't like the job, you don't like the company, but you can start asking questions to, for the future, Mm -hmm. for my dream Mm -hmm. job, my dream company, asking the right ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the interview is also a two-way conversation. As I going up into more mature designer, I can 
also easily identify whether this manager or this company is something I want to work with in the future uh, because of the question they ask. Because sometimes you can hear a lot of thoughtful questions after your portfolio presentation and you know about this design team. They really care about the design and they have a lot of like thoughtful and experienced designer on the team. Yeah. Yeah, no, love this. Okay, so uh, you share a little bit of how it was for you to find your first job. And uh, but now, what do you think uh, was the hardest part? I know that you talk a little bit about the English and, mm -hmm. and not not knowing how to answer the questions. Uh, but what else did you find hard on this process? Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing is. Uh, there's so many different sessions for the product design interview, including the portfolio presentations, behavioral questions, um, as well as like whiteboard or take home design challenge and app critique. So there's so many like formats you need to prepare in advance. So I think it's depending on like the year of experience as you have. Uh, I remember as a very, very junior designer without any work experience, the most difficult part for me is about answering the question related to collaboration and communication with cross-functional team. So for example, during your portfolio presentation, um, I present most of likely my school design work. So I didn't work with any PM or engineer, but they will ask you a question like, how did you work with PM? How did you work with engineer? Uh, what kind of uh, business measure you define for this project? What is the technical constraint? So I just, I haven't think about this question at all. And same thing apply for your behavioral question, just I didn't have experience, so how I can talk about uh, my story, how I can show up the example to answer this behavior question. So it's kind of become a chicken and egg problems at the big at the very beginning for the designer who are looking for their first job. And the other thing is also I feel very hard is uh, the app credit and whiteboarding because a lot of time you have to be very confident about your language, about your communication in order to facilitate, facilitate the conversation with the interviewer. The second part is, especially for app creative, I think they require a lot of knowledge. You need to know about like the some of the design patterns and you need to know about like what is the user problems for this app. So a lot of time it's required you to at least like working in the industry for a while so you can build up a, some sort of domain knowledge or expert, expertise in uh, visual design, intention design, and the product thinking. But without any experience, hard to prepare, I don't know how to start, just prepare what I have and try and find some luck. If I'm looking for a job, maybe I answer what I already have and they will give me the offer. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I feel like that's usually what people are struggling the most is like how I convey that because you don't know. Yeah, like I have never worked with uh, a PM like you were saying. So how I communicate mm -hmm. with them? No idea because I've been working by myself all this time. So mm -hmm. how did you break that gap? How, mm -hmm. how do we find yeah. this? <laughs> yeah, 
So there are, um, I think, three things I'm doing. The first one is when I was looking for my first job, uh, I was working in a, a, a very small startup company as an unpaid uh, product designer. So I get that job uh, from my friend's recommendation because it's a very small company and I work closely with the CEO, which was literally the uh, the product manager, as well as the engineers on this mobile app. So I can using the story and that from my collaboration with these people. So I highly recommend that if you have zero experience working with this stakeholder, trying to looking for any maybe the hackathon experience or any like unpaid job, even the unpaid things not really great, but it's you you treat it as an experience for you to gather the story, to gather the example. So it's still worse for your first like product design job. On um, the second thing I was doing is during that time I was reaching out to. Uh, my mentor and alumni from my school programs. So I asked them question about how did you work with PM and engineer at your company? So majority, they will just tell their, share their experience with me. So I kind of get the answer um, from, from these people so I can uh, mix what I hear with my own story so I can keep refining my uh, collaboration a story by hearing how people, how the designer working with other. Uh, the third thing is I'm doing is I just searching on Google, search on the median, trying to find some of the article, some of the framework talking about the collaboration and the communication with cross-functional team. Because the other like tip and the treats I learned was about after you, even though you don't have enough example, enough experience, working with these people, but you can share uh, the attitude uh, that you are like eager to like work with these people if you are given this chance and what you want to do if you have chance to work with these people. So sometimes I will leveraging the framework in as my learning or key takeaway after I sharing my example. So the entire story once here to plan you will just adding some fla flavor <laughs> into my story so this is what i did yeah i uh, know and i love that because i feel like we have these tools that are accessible for us but we need to go and reach for them is they yeah. are not going to get for you so i think the first one that you mentioned like who do you have around in your network that is looking for yeah like have some work like for me it was like i knew that one of my friends back in colombia they were opening a restaurant and i look at their yeah. website it's like oh my goodness i think we can do much better so yeah. it's how you start using your skills to empower people that you already love people yeah. that is going that believes already on you and that is going to give you the chance to practice those skills and uh yeah. make them work and the other thing is like these tools uh, for you, the alumni or like YouTube that you can leverage into your story. And these mm -hmm. tools you can start or frameworks you can start using today with yeah. people that you're working with. So in a way, uh, you are using the tools right away. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I found that so and it's free again. It's free. Yeah. yeah. OK. Uh, 
we talk a little bit about the behavioral questions. Do you think that we can add mm -hmm. more to that? Yeah, definitely. So, um, so there are two advice I have to answering these behavioral questions. One is uh, using the star methods, which is like situation, uh, action, and result. I, I forget the, the, the four step, but I think that is extremely helpful to answer the, 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 the behavioral question. Uh, and again, like, I think because not just the design product design interview has have the behavior question. Other interview also have the behavior question. So if you search on YouTube, there's tons of new YouTuber talking about how to answer this behavior question. And they will t talk about, they will show the example, the good or bad example about how to act this um, behavior question. And I find it's extremely helpful. And I think that linking learning Linking, uh, they have a learning platform, and there's so many video about the job interview, about specifically about the how to answer the behavioral question. So I I was also watching this video as a reference when I was preparing for my behavioral questions, and again, like also depending on what company you are interviewing with. So if specifically, if you are uh, if you were inter if you are going to interview with Amazon, Amazon have a leadership principle. So all of their behavioral questions are based from their leadership principle. So literally they will ask you one behavioral question which is based on based from like one or two leadership principle. So uh, if you are interviewed with Amazon, the recruiter will tell tell you that you should prepare at least one or two examples for each leadership principle. So depending on the company, some company have some specific that requirement for the behavior question. Definitely prepare it in advance. Uh, and the second second behavior question uh, advice I want to make is always documents the most difficult question you have ever encountered after your behavioral question interview because i think that everything actually that after you go through so many like behavior question interview you pretty much gather the most difficult questions like you will encounter in the future so why not uh prepare the example and refine the story in advance so always like opening up a page or any like notion page to document the most difficult question uh you have ever encountered in during the real like product design interview and prepare the story for it. And the other thing is if you really want to enhance the skill for and how to answer the behavioral question, definitely like practicing it with more senior or experienced designer. And uh, you can ask them like, is there any reflex or anything I'm missing? Uh, from the story I just shared, definitely they will share a lot of insight with you. Because if you practicing with your peer, most of them they don't maybe they are they have a same reflex as you did. So how can you input on uh, the behavioral questions? Yeah, so definitely reach out to the senior folks for feedback. I and I think that's what I I have found more empowering about the tech industry and 
well, I mean, design. So mm-hmm. UX designers, how mm-hmm. are they so willing to give you the time to go mm-hmm. and empower you in whatever you need to to find that dream job? So that's and again, so many things are for free for free available yeah. for you to yeah. just yeah. again to ask for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I know that from that first job that you landed. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. got laid off, and I might yeah. imagine how devastating uh, mm-hmm. that was. So, what did you do, and how mm-hmm. did you stay like positive and, and looking mm-hmm. to the future? Yeah. So, so I I was so shocked and uh, so shocked when I hear the news of of being laid off because it was saying in English format, and I was the the one of the only foreign foreigner employee at the startup company at that startup company and I really I didn't hear clearly in the beginning because I didn't I didn't know about what is the meaning of of at the very beginning and after the CEO announced make announcements I saw a couple of my like um, college they were crying and I found their reaction. I know this is the bad news. Uh, what they just say, blah, blah, equal to the bad news. And then I start to just digest the information and I know about, okay, I was they all right now, right away. Uh, because of I'm the international student working in the state and there's so many limitations about like being an employee. So I can't um being unemployed for three months so um so there's some a lot of pressure not just the finance but also the the visa situations push myself to move forward without looking bad with tear so the second day after i hear the news i start like, working on my working on my new resume and updating my portfolio as well as preparing for the portfolio presentation decks um so during that time so I was thinking about like what is the worst scenario if I couldn't find a job. And actually, after you going through the worst scenario in your mind, the worst scenario doesn't become worse anymore because you start to accept the fact that you might get into this worst scenario. And but everything is still fine. You're still healthy, and the line is still going on. It's just the job actually at the end. So I. So every day I was just worked really hard and applying the job. And sometimes I even interviewed with like eight company for an eight hour per, per day during the weeks. So I just interviewed a lot of company. Uh, and luckily I got the offer from the company I love most from the application I did. So I went to uh, Wayfair and working as a product designer. And looking back right now, like even though the laying, being laid off was a scary news um, for a junior designer, but if I was not being laid off by that company, I couldn't go into Wayfair and then I couldn't land a job in other companies like Amazon and Microsoft right now because the experience I built up from the Wayfair really helped me to become a designer with more confidence and I really grows a lot at Wayfair and uh, yes I just feel like maybe this is like the the universe they trying to help you become who you are but you didn't 
get their meaning at that moment until you're looking back. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I feel I'm such a believer in that. I feel like we keep telling us ourselves, okay, this is the job that I want. This is the kind of company or the product, whatever that I want to work on. And maybe we are not in that state at the moment, but we are thinking in this and we are yeah. working on the side in uh, yeah. different things to be there. And mm -hmm. at one point the world is like, I think, I think you're ready. Mm -hmm. Let's throw you there yeah. and see what you do. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I think a way that you, you are kind of saying is like, okay, what do I have under my control? I have, yeah. I'm healthy. Uh, yeah. I have house and yeah. I have the control to apply to jobs. I have yeah. the control to upgrade my resume. So yeah. you are taking control of the stuff that is mm -hmm. under you and the other things you shouldn't mm -hmm. worry because you cannot ch change them. Yeah. And I think this is a good point to go into the next one that is like, why perspective mm -hmm. really matter? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, so through my not really long design journey, I always, I finally get the lessons, which is everything comes with pros and cons. Everything like, even though it's a really like great news, you got and you're so happy with like doing something or getting something, but sometimes it will end up with not a happy like ending or happy story. And through a way, like I think perspective really matter because in our life and in our work, there are so many things we cannot control. And usually like you will be really stressful or upset or always think about something I cannot control. And at this moment, I'm trying to just switch my mindset about if I spend the time stressed out about something and I I couldn't focus on something I can control, it doesn't work. And if I if if this is like 10 years later, I was looking bad at myself during that time, I will be so upset about myself, wasting so much time about just being so upset about something I cannot control. Um, and the other thing is, like, for me, uh, I I feel so lucky uh, on the other side because I do meet so many great mentors and I do love to just talk through about uh, what makes me feel really upset uh, in my career, in my life. And because they, growing, they have been growing up so many years later than me, so they have so many wisdom uh, I, learned, I could learn from. Uh, and one of my mentor, she shared a sentence that that our job, like your goal is to become a better product designer and anything else will be follow up, will be like, will be follow after that. Because like, especially when you are, when you are looking for the first jobs, you might really stress about uh, how to get the first job. And if you are already in the job, you start to think about like, you start making some like peer comparison, like how I can working at the fan company, how I can get promoted and how I can get larger package from this company. So you, you, you always wanting more after you get something. However, like sometimes it's not a really healthy mindset for us. So she trying to just make myself like calm down and really just think about that. What is the primary goal I need to focus on? 
So based for my career, I just want to become a better product designer at this time and just focusing on like honing my skill set, the soft skill and hard skill and everything else. It will just naturally like land on at the end. Yeah, maybe just take time. And the other thing my my mentor always told me that is hard thing is hard to get. It worth the time and efforts. No one they can like no one they can build up or land a job like in this country many company um immediately and everyone will get that rejection so i think i sometimes i i always think about like this kind of sentence and western i learned from my mentor this really helped me to like, move forward and encourage myself to move forward and the other thing is because i have gone through so many things in the in the past like three or four years, you also build up a lot of confidence for myself because every time if I like if I if I encounter something I haven't expect to happen in my life or works, I I will always telling myself, Mingjing, you already overcome so many things in the past years you will have you have such capability to overcome this challenge again you should be confident about yourself because at the end either i say a lot about like my mentor or other people is at the end is still going back to yourself you are the only person who can save you and help you to move forward Mm, yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and I love that part of like, and this always make me think about, I mean, when you plant that plant, mm -hmm. when you plant yeah. the seed, you are not going to see the plant tomorrow, but you yeah, still right. need to take care of the plant and you will see like, and I feel like one day is like, boom, and you are like, yeah. how did this happen? I, yeah. And I feel like that, that is in a way like you were saying, oh, I know that I want things, but how I can make this plant grows the way that yeah. I wanted to work in and the skills and mm -hmm. how you can still keep building the community to support you and have yeah. like-minded uh, like people around you. And mm -hmm. at, the, yet at the end is like, you know, that is all about what you do and how you use yourself to bigger things. So uh, mm -hmm. I think that's a good one. Okay, and to finish up, and I think just want everybody to take five mm -hmm. tips that they can start using today uh, uh -huh. in their career? Only five, okay. Only five. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, the, the first one is always having, uh, embracing the growth mindset, no matter what company you are right now. Because in the very early beginning, I I was working at a startup company and the resource is so limited. But I I always like leveraging the resource internally and externally and always want to grow and eager to learn for all of my colleagues around me. So this is the first thing like uh, embracing the growth mindset. The second one is um, like what I mentioned earlier is uh, focusing on just one single goal, which is to become a better product designer or better product manager or better engineer. I think everything else will flows. The third thing is, um, yeah, build up the community, like build up your own connections and don't be afraid to reach out uh, to these people you admire or share in a similar career path on LinkedIn. 
I think like after you send out 10 messages, at least one people will respond and grab a coffee chat with you. And the fourth thing, um, let me think about I want to share uh, is that uh, knowing about where, which part, what is you, knowing about what is your superpower, uh, what is your strength, and what is your opportunity areas. Because during the job interview, like we are most likely to leveraging the strength and superpower and selling the superpower to land a job. However, uh, if, when you are at a job, I encourage you to improve your opportunity areas and working closely with your manager and other colleagues to help you improve your opportunity areas because that is a perfect time for you to just become a more well-rounded designer um, and you don't have something really bad at, but you are real, really well-rounded with some specific uh, areas you are an expert in. So really knowing about what is your growth, uh, growth areas, opportunity areas, and what are your strengths, and really take, uh, put your time to growth, growth it, to improve it. Um, the last thing I want to say is sometimes just let it go if you already just put all of your efforts and time. Sometimes, a lot of times, especially from the job interview, even though know, you prepare so so many things and you practice so many times, but just depend. But sometimes you 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 just need the luck sometimes to get a job. So if you don't get a job by your dream company, don't be like frustrating. Just let it go. Maybe in the future they will come back and offer you the better position. Who knows? Uh, just going back to the beginning of your story about uh, when you were thinking about what is UX design when your friend was telling mm -hmm. you about this, I'm thinking mm -hmm. these big companies that it would be cool to work. And like yeah. you were saying, how your story and everything mm -hmm. that happened to you and those things that you let go at one point brought you where you are right now is like, yeah. oh, it was all worth it. Uh, like mm -hmm. all this suffering, all this stress, all the hard work mm -hmm. that I've been putting on because that's, that's the strength that you have today and that is so unique to you. So yeah. um, thank you so much for sharing. I really love uh how you just empower others with who you are and mm -hmm. that you take us through through your whole story so that's amazing yeah yeah and just one last sentence i yeah. need to say like who we are are not defined by which company we are working mm -hmm. at and which school we are going to because in the very early on i also really just i want to go to the the best company in the yeah. best school but at the end it's all about yourself like are you become a better person are you mm -hmm. a better are you just like just just doing something like that make you feel good about yourself yeah. about your family about your the society mm -hmm. so yeah so no matter like what school you are currently studying or mm -hmm. what company you are in like you are the you should be proud of like yeah who you are yeah Part, exactly and I feel like at the end of the day like you were saying is is you at the end of the day yeah. like it's just you so how yeah. you're showing uh wherever you are in your career mm -hmm. you're showing your best and you're putting your best effort uh mm -hmm. you should be always like aware of that that you're doing yeah. your best and 
whatever it has to come, it will come because you have put yeah. the time and the work. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thank <laughs> you so much again for this. Okay, let me. Uh, I will do the closing later. Uh, perfect.